0: Do you want to quiet that voice in your head that's constantly telling you that you're not good enough and stuff's not going to work out for you? Well, welcome to a mini episode of the Untangle podcast by Muse, the brain sensing headband and meditation studio. My name is Arielle Garten, and on today's episode, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite techniques for killing the inner critic. I worked as a psychotherapist for almost a decade. And this is a technique that I would use with clients over and over again. Every time they brought up that annoying little voice, I would teach them how to externalize it, how to get rid of it, and how they can use this tool constantly to overcome the negative self-talk. I now share this technique widely on panels and with audiences and people love it. It is super powerful. So get ready to go through a brief visualization that's going to teach you how to quiet that little jerk that lives rent-free inside your head. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to think about some of the things that the inner critic might've told you today. So the inner critic is that voice in your head that's constantly telling you not nice things about you. Your inner critic might've said things like, you're not good enough. You don't look very good in that dress. You better wear something else. You're not going to do well in your meeting today. Somebody might not like you. My inner critic is often telling me my hair looks stupid. The inner critic is often an internalized voice of the parent. is that thing that your parents were constantly telling you to try to push you forward in life and warn you. And once we internalize these voices, sometimes they're really helpful to us, but usually they're not. These days, the inner critic is probably giving you a constant stream of garbage that is pushing you down, not lifting you up. So I want you to take a minute and think about something that your inner critics told you today. Might have been that you're stupid, you won't do well enough. I'm sorry if I'm sounding very negative as I say these things, but these are the voices that we have constantly streaming to our heads. I'm gonna choose the thing that my inner critic tells me often that my hair looks stupid. Now I want you to imagine that you're walking down the street with somebody you really love. It could be your best friend your husband or wife, your child, someone you love dearly. And you're walking down the street with them, and out of the blue, a stranger comes up to them and tells them the same thing your inner critic told you today. Just imagine that for a second. So for me, I'm walking with my best girlfriend, and a stranger comes up to her and tells her, her hair looks stupid. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? She is gorgeous. She's so beautiful. What right do you have to come up to her out of nowhere and say this jerky stuff? You get lost. Get out of town. Don't accost us. So when your inner critic tells your best friend something or your loved one, you're very willing to defend them because you can see that it's clearly not true. Your inner critic is constantly abusing you inside of your head and we don't think twice about it. We don't push back. We don't say anything. We just take the abuse over and over and over again. Well, no more. The next thing I would like you to do is pick a blank wall in front of you and sort of see it like a movie screen and put an image of your inner critic up there. I want you to put a cartoon image of this critic. Now, it can be like a gnome or a gray cloud or a gremlin or a witch. The only rule is it can't be you. So take a minute to imagine what your cartoon little inner critic looks like. And put it up there on the wall. If you can't think of anything, just choose a gray cloud for now. So when you have your inner critic up there on the wall, I want you to take your thumb and your index finger and put it on the top and the bottom. So your index finger's on the top, your thumb's at the bottom of him. And then pinch your fingers together to squish him or her. Just take a minute and squish down your inner critic in your mind to make it smaller. There. How's that? At this point, most people feel an extreme sense of relief. Like, wow, you've now externalized it. You can squish it down and make it smaller. You couldn't figure out how to do it with your fingers. Just make them smaller in your mind. And then you're like, wow, I have some control over this. Now I want you to remember the inner critic saying that thing to your best friend and telling your best friend that her hair looks stupid or she's a jerk or she'll never succeed or whatever it is and feel that anger rising in front of you and tell that inner critic on the wall where to go. Tell it, tell it how you feel. You have no right to say that. My God, get out of town, get lost. If you wanna say F off, do it, F right off. Go, That sense of anger that you'd feel in defending your best friend, Lay it on this guy who's been, or girl who's been telling you false things about you all this time in a way that's really not helpful and not nice. Fight back. There you go. That should feel a little bit better. You've got power over this. You don't have to take that anymore. Now I want you to take your fingers around him once more and squish him all the way smaller. Huh. And when you're ready, Flick them away, bid them good riddance, and get lost. So there you go. You've got an exercise that you can do every time that voice of the inner critic comes up in your head. Because you do not need it. Now, if there's a moment where you're thinking, but the inner critic helps me, the inner critic pushes me forward and makes me do better in my life, I want to tell you a little story. And I wanna show you how the inner critic actually doesn't motivate you. Some people feel like they need to hold on to it because it motivates them, but it does not. I'm gonna repeat it very clearly, it is not helpful. Let's imagine a scenario to illustrate this. You are eight years old. You're in your bedroom and your bed is unmade. You hear a voice from downstairs and it says, make your bed, it looks awful. Why didn't you make your bed? You need to make your bed. So you hear that voice yelling at you to make your bed. How do you feel about making your bed? Probably not very good. How do you feel as you're doing it? Probably kind of heavy and not too good about yourself. How do you feel after it's done? Probably kind of heavy and not great. Do you feel motivated to go and do the next thing in your life? Not really. You're still kind of feeling bad about your bed in the tone of voice that somebody spoke to you in. Did this motivate you to do better? Not really. We're going to think about another scenario. You see your bed and it's messy. And you think, wouldn't it look nice if I made it? And so how do you feel when you make your bed? Probably quite energized because you're doing something you've chosen to. How does it feel after your bed is made? Will you look around the room and say, wow, it looks beautiful, I feel great. How do you feel about yourself? Really proud. How's your motivation to do the next thing? Really high because you just accomplished something that you feel really great about. So we use this inner voice, this inner critic, to try to push us to do better, but actually, it hampers us from doing our best work. Actually, it makes us drag our feet and feel bad as we're doing things, which just locks up a whole lot of emotional energy inside of us. It actually makes it harder to do things, not easier. So, if you want to motivate yourself, look at what you want to get done in life. Tell yourself things like you're really great at doing this. Provide yourself with positive motivation about how good this is going to feel when it's done and how beautiful it will be or how accomplished it will be or how accomplished you are. Use the positive voice to motivate, not the negative. So anytime the inner critic comes up, he is not helping you. He is not motivating you. Push him against the wall, throw him against the wall, squish him, tell him to get lost, and he has no right to drag you down. And pull out the cheerleader, the positive voice who's allowed to say, yeah, you're awesome. Go do it because you rock. So that's your little technique to use every time that little jerk rears his ugly head.